into the Shegulola Salami show. I'm your host, Shegulola Salami. If this is your first time listening to, show, to the show, the show is a virtual cafe with a group of book lovers chatting about indie books over virtual coffee. <clears throat> we talk about books by self-published authors from fiction to non-fiction, romance to sci-fi, as well as industry news. As a listener, what can you get out of the show, you ask? Well, you get to discover previously unknown books by self-published authors and hopefully would like at least one of them enough to buy it. <clears throat> I have a one-year-old assistant, so you may hear her every now and then contributes to the discussion. This is a family-friendly show and little humans read books too. So if you would like yours to be on the show, then please do get in touch. Today on the show, I have with me a repeat guest, a lady by the name of Nicole Delacroix. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Shigalola. Hello, sweet little girl. <laughs> and how are you today? I am absolutely wonderful. How are you guys doing today? Oh, we're good. Stuck indoors because the weather is quite gloomy today in London. So the little human being, my little assistant, is not very, not very pleased because she's not been able to go outdoors. Um, so that's 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 her thing. So we're trying to watch cartoons rather than read books today. But hey. <laughs> so she's not she's not too impressed with that. Um, today's episode is a very special one. There's just us three ladies, um, no no one else. The show doesn't follow our usual format, so you're in for a very thrilling time. I hope you're seated. <clears throat> now, not all writers are alike. There are traditionally published and self-published writers, but where indie and traditional authors find a level playing field is in marketing. Self-published authors don't have the benefit of a traditional marketing department, so they have to find new and inventive ways of making their advertising dollars um, stretch further and further. Ad buys are very expensive, and there is no real proof that they work. More and more traditional authors are being expected to pull their weight when it comes to marketing their books. Some publishers even look um, for authors who already have an established fan base. Oh dear, see, this is what happens when it rains in, in London. Little human beings can't go outside to play. Oh, well, never mind, my dear. So more and more authors are being expected to pull their weight when it comes to marketing their books. Some publishers even look for authors who already have an established fan base. So today, we're going to take a closer look at co-promote and what it can do for your advertising budget. Now, I admit I had tried co-promote before without much success, but after speaking with Nicole, I thought it was worth giving it another look. So, Nicole, let's start with this. What is co-promote? I am so glad you asked. Um, co-promote is a marketing platform that helps content creators boost social shares to new target audiences on Twitter, Tumblr, Vine, or YouTube. In short, it's a community of authors, artists, bloggers, brands, businesses, designers, filmmakers, musicians, photographers, tastemakers, and so much more. Everybody who uses a social media platform, and it allows them to extend their social media engagements. Okay, that sounds simple enough, but how does co-promote work? Well, first and foremost, you have you need to have a post from one of your existing social media accounts that you want to boost. And every post with co-promote 
has to have a URL or a web link in that post. Um, so for example, you'll have a Twitter post where you have a link maybe to your book or in, in this case, a YouTube video that you want to promote um, and the URL needs to be in your actual tweet. Next, you'll log into co-promote and it matches you with people who would most likely share your content to their followers. In other words, people who, when you log in, it's going to ask you what your interests are. Your interests are going to be books, writing, whether nonfiction or fiction, and you might pick a few other things as well. And that's exactly what they do is they pick people that have pulled your exact engagement and say, hey, I like books and I like to share things about books, and they're going to match you with those people. Now, in order to utilize the free option, and there is a free option with CoPromote, and I advocate using the free option as much as possible, <laughs> mm. um, you do have to participate in what they call the Karma Cash Plan. Yeah. And what, what that means is really simply is you share other people's posts to your follower base, and it, yeah. earns, you po it earns you points or Karma Cash to Ooh. use for any post that you want to promote. So yeah. it's kind of a give and take for each person. Yeah. With you have an initial point deposit for joining based on the number of followers you have. Every time yeah. you share a post, you receive however many followers you have in points that adds to your point deposit. You spend, you spend that karma cash when other people share your post based on the number of followers they have. Yeah. Pretty easy, right? No, no, definitely. It, it definitely sounds. I think it's also what my old phrase that I like to say is where you so you so good karma. So you do to receive. Absolutely. And I think that they have a great idea. It's free for the most part. You just have to share other people's ideas with yeah. your fan base and you get to choose what you share. Yeah. So it's not like they say you have to share this and you have to share that. You get to pick what you want to promote. If yeah. somebody has a book that you may may feel like is not good for your followers, you yeah. don't have to promote that person. You can pick something else. Just yeah. like people can choose your post or they can choose something else. So yeah. I think that it's really great because you earn your karma and you only get to spend your karma or, you know, there are paid options but i always stick to the free stuff because you know i'm a cheapskate <laughs> well in these times you know where money is needed everywhere and you know money is not easy to come by you know it makes sense to want to use the free options um as much as possible now pardon me what happens if you don't have many followers on twitter well and that's one of the things that becomes a problem you can mm. purchase coins if you feel you need to um, so let's say you don't have very many followers on Twitter, but you do have a big event and you'd like to promote it. Yeah. Well, they do have a pay option. Mm. You can either pay per month where you can subscribe to a membership plan. Mm. I personally have been using it for about a year and I have yet to join on a membership plan. Okay. Um, or if you have a big event and you don't have enough karma points or you don't have enough followers to earn karma points, you can actually use your real life cash and buy karma points so people can share your, your post. Yeah. Um, me personally, I just log in every morning. Even if I don't have anything that I want to promote, I yeah. boost a couple of points and I earn my daily coins. Um, yeah. And my followers have gotten used to it. They know that I usually do it first thing in the morning. So they know they're going to get five or six in a row of people yeah. that I'm promoting so that I can build up my my coins so that way yeah. when I do have a really good special event that I want to push for I yeah. have plenty of karma coins available and yeah. if I do run short I can always buy a little karma cash or 
there's always the option to subscribe to the membership, which gives you a set amount of Karma Cash every month in addition to whatever you build. Yeah. So the thing that I love about it is if you're cash strapped, you can promote modestly for free by sh just sharing other people's promotions. That's all you have to do. And yeah. it's not like it's not like most authors don't want to help other authors or yeah. other other artists. Yeah. We're doing it anyway, so at least this gives you some points so that you can use for your own things. The only catch is, is that you don't you don't give very much promotion this way unless you have a really good sized group of followers. So yeah. I always tell people that before you jump into co-promote, you want to have a really nice building in your Twitter yeah. followers or your YouTube followers, however many, and you can actually attach multiple accounts to it. So oh, like, okay. like say for example, I currently only use my Twitter, but in your case, you actually have a YouTube video and you yeah. have followers. You could, you could add your Twitter followers. You can add your Tumblr followers. You can add your YouTube followers. Now yeah. all of those followers add up and you get, if it shares on each one of those sites every time it shares, you automatically get coins for that, which is great. Mm. Now, it is important to note that CoPromote only allows you to share three of your own promotions every day. Um, and that's just a good policy. It just keeps, it just keeps from flooding other people's um, feeds with too much information so and the thing that I like about it is if you've already shared a post because sometimes it won't show that you've already shared it it'll pop and I'll say whoops you've already shared that one you don't need to share it again so yeah. it doesn't let you repeat to the same person over and over and over again so you're not tweeting the same things which is great because they've taken into account the most Twitter and Facebook have a very strict policy that most people don't know that if you post the exact same tweet, they block your account for 24 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they've taken all of that into to account and it's almost like a karma thing. So mm. you give a little bit and you get a little bit. And that's, I think it's, yeah. I think it's a great function. Yeah. Well, can you just explain that bit again, um, you know, about Twitter, uh, Facebook blocking your account if you post the same exact same thing? Yes, if you have like, um, and Twitter's really good about it, is that if you have the exact same wording, the exact same feed, like exactly the same, and you post it the same within an hour's time, their system will automatically block, block it because they think you're a bot. So, ah. so if you've ever gotten a warning from Facebook saying um, we need to per we need to verify that you're a human being, mm. every now and again they'll like kick you out of your account and make you put your password back in. Mm. Um, that's what's happened is you've posted something exactly the same and they think that you're a bot, so they want you to put your password back in and just confirm that you're not a bot. Um, oh. so, you, so you have to be careful. I actually found this out. I didn't realize Facebook had that, but mm. they do. And I found that out because I accidentally tied my Facebook and my Twitter together. And mm. I was using um, an app that also posted to Facebook. So every mm. time I was tweeting something, it was posting in Twitter once, but then it would post in Facebook twice. Mm. So they thought it was a bot, which it was, but it was an app that I was using. So I stopped using that app and it stopped doing that. But they were really nice about it. They said, no, we know you're, we know you're a human and it was just an accident. And they don't necessarily shut you down the first time, but they will send you an email and they'll be like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that um, before. Okay. Well, so we're go back to co-promote. I mean, it all sounds, um, you know, easy and really great, but everything has a downside. So let's be honest here. What is the downside to using co-promote? Yeah. And I am glad that you asked. I am the same way. I'm 
perfectly skeptical and I want to make sure that I'm being transparent with anybody who happens to be listening. There are some downsides. Um, first off, you need followers to build up your available point system and this can limit how much you get to put to boost. Um, the other catch is that if you don't have a lot of followers, it can be time consuming, primarily because you will want to look over your initial promotion requests from other people very carefully. Mm. Um, the reason is that a lot of people on co-promote are new promoters mm. and they have difficulty in writing good ads that come across appealing to your fans and you want to make sure that you're you're taking into account the people who have followed you who mm -hmm. are your fans and your friends so that they don't get something that's unappealing in their feed so mm -hmm. some of the things you want to watch out for is ads written in the first person um, mm -hmm. Co-promote is very, very strict on this, and they do caution their members not to do it. These, these make other people's ads look like they're your ads, and it causes confusion. So, so can you, you explain this? Sorry. No, no, no. That's okay. Like, say, for example, I'm on co-promote, and I put something like, like, I have the best idea in the world. Well, if you promoted that, people are going to think that you're saying you have the best idea in the mm. world when mm. it's really me that that's saying it. So yeah. you want to be very careful about how you do those. And there are some situations where those ads are acceptable. Like if somebody said, hey, I just had a fabulous time talking this or I just I just found a really great product here. But more than that is you want to try and try and limit the number of those that you do because you don't want to cause confusion. You mm. don't want it to, you don't want someone else's opinion to come across as your own. And that's just, you know, you'll, you'll get a feel for what you think is acceptable in your feed and what people will want to see. Mm. Um, the second thing is, is you do not want an ad that is just a link. Just mm. like in your email, you would not click on a random URL if you didn't know what it was. If there's yeah. no explanation, bypass it because obviously that person didn't put enough time and effort into their ad and they're not going to get promoted by anybody else anyways so you don't want to share that because it could be it could be um, dangerous it could cause people to download something on their computer and you just don't want to get into the middle of it if somebody doesn't provide a good explanation of what their link is for like in my case I would say go see my book boom, and yeah. there's the link for it. Then you would know the link is for the book and yeah. it ties together. Yeah. Um, so you just don't want to, you just don't want to get into a situation where it's just a link and people go, what the heck is that? You yeah. know, yeah, you're going to have that one person who's curious, who's going to click on it and all of a sudden their computer shuts down. Yeah. They're not going to be real happy with you. <laughs> no. No. Um, the next thing on that same subject is make sure the link does work. Yeah. I hate when I come across an ad and I click on it and it takes me to, and I have a good example of it. Um, I, I had somebody who sent me um, one of their shows that they wanted me to listen to and I was happy to listen to it. But when I clicked on it, it took me to their 404 page oh. saying that the page didn't exist. Oh dear. It's like, you know, don't waste my time. I don't have time to go searching for what you want me to see. Make sure that the link works so that way when people click on it, it takes them to that. Now, I know in some cases like where people are selling their books, they're going to put, if they're based in the U.S., they're going to put the Amazon U.S. link. Yeah. That's understandable because it's easy enough to go up there and type UK after the dot com. and. Yeah you to the UK site when you're in the UK so situations like that I understand as long as it takes you to a valid website where it shows whatever they're trying to show you you should be good to go yeah 
Um, I always like a link that um, that goes exactly to a product. And that's one thing is you get a lot of bait and switch um, mm -hmm. because people are thinking, oh, I can get away with it. They can't. Um, mm -hmm. Co-Promote does shut them down, but you do want to be careful that when you click on the link that it's actually the explanation and the link actually match. And it's going to whatever's being advertised. In mm -hmm. other words, if I said, go look at my book and I gave you a link that sends you over to look at somebody's artwork, you would be like, what does this have to do with your book? Mm -hmm. You don't want to waste people's time. Yeah. Um, we also want an ad that's consistent with interests of yours and your fans. Um, so you you definitely don't want to like if you're a children's author, you don't want to sell. You don't want to share books that have to do with erotica. No. <laughs> your your fans are not going to be happy if they get that in their feed, and they're going to stop being your fan. Yeah. So ultimately, you have to choose what you want to do for your particular brand so you want to make sure you pick things that that fall in with your thoughts and your ideas and your brand things yeah. that your fans are going to like and things that you yourself might like and that's usually yeah. what I gauge it as and then you want to check the links and make sure that they go through I know that seems like a really stupid thing but believe it or not people don't check their links they just copy and paste and they don't pay no attention to what they're copying and pasting yeah. <laughs> I know mm -hmm. I do it all the time <laughs> now yeah. The last potential drawback that I that I could see on this is that this particular service is Twitter centric, mm -hmm. which means working within the Twitter character limits. It's great for Twitter, but the posts don't look so hot on Facebook. So yeah. <laughs> you do have to be careful if you have your Facebook tied to your Twitter. You want to make sure that anything that you tweet looks good on both Twitter and Facebook and that you're picking things that still fall within your brand. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, no, there's, there's, you know what, I think all of what you said, they're not limitations to co-promote. I think those are very, very useful tips, you know, because, you know, why, if you're posting stuff, why wouldn't you want to check to make sure that the link works? Like, you know, I think those are not, I, from what you've said, I cannot imagine any of those being downsides to co-promote the only thing that i would say possibly is a downside but then it's not so much as co-promote but it's more the way that twitter and facebook work is when you're saying that you should make sure that whatever you post on twitter if you've linked your account to facebook it actually looks good on facebook that's but then, true it that just makes it choosier <laughs> yeah yes no no i i totally i totally understand that and you know just from going from what you said i don't really i can't really see you know, any any downside potentially um, from from using um, co-promote. I mean, if you don't want to use, you know, money upfront, it is a little bit time consuming because you've got to log in every day to try to earn your karma um, or so your karma, like I, I like to say. Um, but other than that, but then again, it takes you literally, what, less than 10 minutes to click? Because when I was using it, because when I started, I, you know, I didn't um, link my Twitter account. I only linked my YouTube account. And this was when I had only just started my YouTube account and I only had one follower. So when I did share one post, I only had one um, post back and then there was nothing that was happening. So I was like, okay, what the hell is going on here? And so that was why, you know, I stopped. And after the conversation we had, then I then linked my Twitter account, which I, at the time I had over 500 people. So I was getting more points. And then obviously that accumulated given me more reach that I was able to get more more followers absolutely and I think that that's a smart way of doing it is 
co-promote works best when you have a large follower base. Yeah. Um, of course, the larger the follower base, the more you're going to be able to promote and promote other people's work as well. Yeah. So I actually waited until I had 3,000 followers on Twitter before I started using co-promote. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing in the rule book that says that just because you have 500 followers doesn't mean you can't use it. It's yeah. just not going to be as effective because people like me who have a, a large follower base – if if I if I share your post and let's say you've got six thousand points and I have six thousand followers, I share it one time and all your points are gone. Yeah. So you always want to make sure that you're building up. And if you are in that situation where you don't have a large following yet, and I use the word yet because everybody will have a large following. I I know it. I feel it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you just you just keep logging in even though you don't have anything to promote, and you wait until you have like a really big event like a butch a book launch or a really big party or like in your case you have a very special um, episode that you really want to showcase yeah. in that case people also think that it's a very special thing because they haven't seen you in their feeds before you're not promoting a lot of things and yeah. they think wow this is a new promotion this must be something really special yeah. so it's almost like that that velvet rope kind of um, promotion because yeah. you don't promote a lot of stuff and all of a sudden now you're promoting something so they think that this has got to be something really really special and they pay more attention to it yeah but then how do people know that you're promoting it because obviously it's not an ad right and it's literally you know the way when i'm looking at my twitter feed the way it comes across to me is literally just random people just seeing my post liking it and retweeting it to their followers because there is nothing on twitter that indicates that the people who are retweeting your tweet are using co-promote so how would someone who sees it in their feed know that it's a promotion Somebody who sees it on their feed is not going to know that it's a co-promote, but yeah. you will because you've you've actually um, submitted that tweet to co-promote. Yeah. And co-promote has its own little dashboard is the best yeah. way of putting it, yeah. where you can actually see the details of yeah of every single tweet that you've promoted and mm. how many people have shared it, the people who've shared it, mm. and it'll show you the percentage and how, how many additional people you've reached outside mm. of your own fan base for mm. your message. So while one of your followers would not be able to see that it's been promoted 68,000 times, but yes. you, you've reached an additional 68,000 people, mm. the on co-promote, you'd be able to see that you've yes. re you received an additional percentage from your initial 500 people. You've reached an additional 68,000. And it would yes. show you the co-promote users that promoted your 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 stuff. And yeah. usually what happens is you'll end up following the people that, that promote your, your posts and they'll yeah. end up following you because most, most authors are going to follow other authors. Yeah. Um, I like to keep mine a little bit flexible. I follow artists. I follow musicians. I follow book writers. Um, I don't, I try to limit the amount of corporate that I follow yeah. um, simply because I, I think that we should be focused on independent people because corporations make enough money they, yeah. they don't need any help <laughs> no 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 they, they've got the budget to do all of that okay now that's that's fine so now that we've touched on the basics um we did a case study from when you know you last appeared on the show so how did we do well and i do have to admit that i fell into the first problem that you have with co-promote i didn't <laughs> take the time to hone our message um yeah. 
I'm so used to using co-promote for my own use and for Twitter, I just didn't take into account that we were doing this for YouTube and that was my mistake. However, I still think that we've got a good idea that we can show people how much they can extend their reach. They just have to remember to focus on honing their message to a perfect message. Yeah. Um, so it, it, taking that into account, I wasn't thinking of views. I was thinking of how many times could I get it re retweeted. And um, I that was my mistake and I apologize. Um, but we once we do craft the message correctly, you'll find that you'll get new readers just waiting to read your, your latest book. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go over the stats that you provided to me from your YouTube. Um, yeah. And we're just going to go over them real quickly. So mm -hmm. we had a, a, a quick little tweet and it just, it was, in my, again, my mistake. I said, I had an absolutely lovely time on today's recording, which this was posted on February the 12th, today being February the 23rd. So it was roughly, what, 12 days ago? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I did math in my head. Ow, I'm going to yeah. have a migraine letter. <laughs> <laughs> so now you you used co-promote on your end, and I used it on my end. So I'm, did you want to do your stats first, or do you want me to do them? Okay, let's let's do my one, and then, you know, we can, we can wow the world with your one. So when I started, like I said before, you know, I've not really used co-promote because I didn't really get it. Um, but then after, you know, the last episode we did together, um, I went on, you know, added everything. Um, you know, I um, I linked my Twitter account to the co-promote. And so initially I had about 500 and something followers. And over time, um, it's increased to 600 and something. So I think I gained about 100 new followers um, in the period that I was using co-promote because I found that the authors who were retweeting my tweets and who I was retweeting their tweets, they then connected with me on um, Twitter. So that was how I gained um, an extra um, hundred followers. Um, so when the post, the post that I promoted was where I basically said, again, I hadn't even taken into account all the things that we've sort of said today. Uh, but so what I posted was I had an absolutely lovely time on today's recording for the Shagilala Salami show. I then put the link and I then tagged you and the other um, author we had on the show. So um, the total number of retweets I had um, on that tweet was 29. The total number of co-promote retweets, so basically retweets that were as a result of using co-promote was 26. Now um, on the YouTube app, on the co-promote dashboard, it said that the total number of followers reached, so my reach, um, you know, just having 26 um, people retweet my tweet, I had a reach of 62,000 877 which basically is a percentage increase of reach of 867 percent i mean that's fabulous you that know, because, is fantastic yeah you know because if no if only three people had organically retweeted my tweet then i had say 500 let's even say i had a thousand followers and each of those three people had uh let's even say they had ten thousand each right so 10,000, 10,000, 10,000 plus my 1,000, that's 31,000, still significantly less than the reach that I got from using co-promote. So in that, from that point of view, it has been a success using um, co-promote, right? So that's sort of one thing that I wanted to say. Then the other thing is where I felt that I would like us to discuss a bit more, but after we've done, you know, your stats um, was that because we hadn't properly worded the message, 
I felt that the call to action, we should we could have put a better call to action. So on YouTube, before the video was boosted, um, before the you know video that we linked to was boosted, the total number of views was 45. But after you know setting the um, setting up the co-promote, um, I said earlier on this afternoon, the total number of views was 141. So um, what percentage, you told me the percentage before, I can't remember now, because I know that that's more, that that's probably like three times what I, it is, what's that, what's it's, that a, it's exactly 313% increase. See, so now again, from that point of view, that's also quite good, right? So the questions that I was going to then say is, so two things, so hopefully I'm going to remember all of it. The first thing is that before today, when I had looked on YouTube, I actually had about 200 and something uh, views on the channel but for some reason youtube then took out majority of them i think it took about 100 now leaving us with 141 so you're going to explain that to the you know to our listeners you know why that's happened um and then the other thing that was giving me um concern which you know i would like to you know sort of discuss with you and you know hopefully you can clarify that is i felt that from a reach of almost 63,000. So basically, you know, because with Twitter, the fact that you have reached a potential reach of 63,000 people, I'm just rounding it up. I'm not going to state 62,877. That's just too much of a mouthful. Um, so we're just going to call it 63,000. Now with a potential reach of 63,000 people, not everybody is going to see the post at exactly the same time. And, you know, we get inundated with so much information that sometimes when you log into Twitter, something that someone had posted, say, five minutes ago, it's not going to be there at this point, you know, at the beginning of your, as, as you log on to Twitter, you know. So unless you're actually scrolling down to see, you know, people, I mean, I get 500, I've got over, five, I've got over 600 um, followers at the moment. And so I'm not going to see every single post that they do. Right? Exactly. So there is so that downside. So, you know, I like to work with percentages and I like to think, okay, well, if say from 63,000 people, let's say 10% of those 63,000 people actually saw the um, tweet that was mentioned, that makes it 60, no, that makes it 6,300 actually saw it, right? Now, if 6,300 people actually saw, um, you know, the tweet that was promoted. And then let's say 10% of those 6,300 people actually did something about it, which is click into the post or click into the link, then really that should have given us a view of 630. But we're considering the potential that we could have reached from 63,000. And we've only then got only a 300% increase, which means that we've only had 100 people extra looking at it it's been a very very small return on investment so to speak or i don't know what the term is or click-through ratio no yes that's the word click-through ratio the click-through ratio has been really small i mean what's the industry standard click-through ratio well and let's let's get to that because you had several questions in there so let's <laughs> i just need to get this all out of my no, head that's okay. I, I like, I was jotting them down over here. So I have them all. Okay. So uh, there was three questions that I heard in there. So let's start with the first. Um, okay. Let's start with the YouTube issue. Um, when you logged in initially, there was a, a point and I was actually watching the YouTube views myself. Um, you had gotten up to about 240. And then as of this afternoon, it, sh it only showed 141. Yeah. 
the reason that it did that is YouTube runs a regular um, server check. And mm. what they do is, let's say, for example, I know you've, you've seen the YouTube videos where it loads and it's got that 15 second ad first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then it lets you skip to the to the actual video. Yeah. So you have situations where people will accidentally click on that um, that link to the advertisement and they're no longer watching your video. So in some situations, YouTube accidentally counts that even though your video wasn't watched. Mm -hmm. So when their server goes back and checks on it, they say, okay, that wasn't actually watched they went somewhere else and didn't watch the video. So the reason your number of views got changed is, and if I'm not mistaken, this and this was a couple of years ago with YouTube, um, the way they have it said is if the video was watched less than 30 seconds, mm -hmm. they pull those views off of your total count. So your video actually has to be watched more than 30 seconds for it to receive a valid count, um, right. which I think is a great thing because it, it gives you legitimate numbers. Because if somebody watches for at least 30 seconds, it's it's probably a good bet that they're going to watch at least five minutes of it. And they'll probably mm. get engrossed in the entertainment value of it, and they'll, they'll end up watching till the end. I know I, I spend hours on YouTube watching videos, and I have no idea how I, how I do this. Mm. <laughs> but... So YouTube is is picking up your organic reach. They're saying, yes, you had 240 people that clicked on your link. The problem yeah. is, is that they never got past 30 seconds. So yeah. they, they pulled that off, which, okay. yay, YouTube does that. So and it's a good thing that they do that because it gives you legitimate numbers. Yeah. So now your second question, and let me go back to it, was, um, uh-oh. I, I lost my paper. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to the third question because I remember what that one was. That was the click-through ratio and what the the industry stab, standard was. Yes. The industry standard is actually 0.1%. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's really low when it comes to Twitter because, like you were saying, we get – when you start following so many people, you get this feed that's almost impossible to read what everybody else is saying. Yeah. So it's very difficult. Um, I think the reason why, and again, it goes back to, we didn't really word the call to action as well as we should have. Yeah. Um, we should have made it a little bit more in great in a grossing and entertaining to yeah. tease people into watching the video. Like for example, in today's, in today's situation, I would say something like how, how can co-promote work for you as an author? And then the link that would be something like if I was an author and that came up in my feed, I would say, Hmm, that's interesting. Let me click on it. Maybe it's got something to do. Um, oh, 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 so can I interrupt? That just of reminds me of that word, link bait. Isn't that what they call it? Link baiting, link baiting? That is exactly what it's called. And yes, I hate to say it, but yes, as an author, an independent author, you do have to do a lot of link baiting. Mm. Um, as long as you're not doing a bait and switch, you're okay. What's a bait <laughs> and switch? A beta switch is, um, and I think that's an American term. It is a marketing term. Is where you bait the you, your potential customer with one thing, and then when they get to the site or your store, you actually switch it to something else. Like for uh -huh. example, if you have an ad for a computer and it's a thousand dollars, and you think that's a really great computer and I want it, you get to the store and they say, "Oh, well, we don't have that computer anymore. You have to buy the next model up, and it's fifteen hundred dollars." That would uh -huh. be a beta switch. They baited you with a cheaper computer you got to the store or ready to purchase and they didn't have it in stock so they switched it to a more expensive model now 
as long as you're not doing that, which none of us would ever do because we really do want people to engage in our content. Yeah. Um, so co-promote is great for that. And yes, you do have this great arm that you can read out, reach out to. But I think you hit on a very important point is that mm. because it is Twitter centric, um, you do have to retweet, retweet, retweet because it's not going to show up in everybody's feed. So mm. while it's going to promote it to, in your case, 63,000 people, of those 63,000 people, we can't assume that more than 0.1% actually saw the ad. Um, so in that aspect, yes, the increase was great. And yes, you know, you're spending your time on building up your karma points. Um, but in, in exchange for that, you did gain 100 followers on Twitter, which yeah. extends your reach that much more. Yeah. And engaging with, when you have engaging content, that's exactly what happens is that people start following you. And I think when I started on CoPromote, I only had um, 2,500 followers and I'm oh, well, yeah. I'm well, I'm, I'm, I'm almost at 5,000 yet now. I'm, I'm like a hundred short of 5,000, which is going to be a big boost for me because I'm going to celebrate. Um, <laughs> But and it, it goes to that, you know, I didn't have to buy people. I didn't have to buy followers. I don't have these followers who add me and then drop me. I, I have people who are actually interested in what I have to say and they're engaging with me and they speak with me. So I think that 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 I think we did show that you can extend your reach, but you do have to be realistic about it and not assume that you're going to get all 63,000 people are going to click on your link because that's never going to happen. Of course. Um, and But, you know, you did reach 63,000 people that you would have never reached before because they're not following you in some yeah. cases. Yeah. So what is not 0.1% of 63,000? Oh, you're going to make me do math. I'm going to have to pull out the calculator. Hang on. <laughs> oh, you you just did that to me. That was so not cool. Okay, 63,000 um, times... Point one percent, sixty-three people. You know what? Then just going from that click-through ratio, I think we've done fantastically well. Because if the click, the standard industry standard is a click-through ratio of not point one percent, and we've had just under a hundred legitimate more than thirty-second views, then that means more than sixty-three people actually looked at the video. That is correct. And those are 63 people that may not have watched your video any other way because they didn't know it existed. Oh, wow. So I think that co-promote works really well for that. Now let's talk about my stats because yeah. we haven't, we haven't even touched on my stats yet. Yeah. And of course um, I do have significantly more followers on Twitter than, than you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, I think, I believe I started with 4,658. Um, and as you can see from, from the 12th, I started at 46 and I'm almost at five. So I've gained almost 400 followers in the past week. Wow. Um, yeah. So I, and that's an, an organic reach where people chose to follow me because they liked what I was promoting. Yeah. So again, I did not word this correctly. And um, that was probably my mistake um, because I'm so used to just retweeting and getting people to look at my message. So my tweet said, I love talking to these wonderful ladies, go check it out. And then my link was actually back to your original tweet about it. So, uh -huh. so 
so it kind of I, I probably should have linked directly to the YouTube video so I I made the mistake and a lot of my people probably clicked on your link and said oh well I'm not gonna click again and, and went somewhere else mm. um, so I kind of wasted a little bit of my time and my reach on this one so my apologies but it does show you that the boosts work because we can reach more people than we normally would so I actually had a hundred and one retweets mm. um, that were from co-promote I had 101 people that retweeted me which was a percentage increase of 3,367 percent wow that's a big number yeah and my final number of people that I actually tagged or reached based on their followers um, of course my organic reach was 4,658 and I reached 742.9 thousand people that's 742 comma nine zero zero that is almost one million people yeah that is an increase of people of fifteen thousand nine hundred forty eight percent that's a big number now you think had I worded my my post correctly and had we had we teased them into looking at it and Mm -hmm. uh, you know I have a good I have a really good um difference of of how a tweet should be worded. Um, in the past couple of days, I also I also ran a Twitter ad for my own personal book, um, and I worded it correctly. And in wording it correctly, I had over seventeen thousand people who actually clicked on my book link to see what my book was about. Wow. And, and I actually made book sales. Um, I haven't actually checked it this morning, so I don't know the exact number of how many people bought my book. But even if only one person bought my book, that's one person that I wouldn't have sold my book to any other way. So, and this was from your crop promote or the Twitter no, ad? This was just a Twitter ad. So. Oh. Um, Twitter ad that I actually paid money for as opposed to co-promote where I paid absolutely nothing for it mm. and received plenty of feedback from people um, and it was one of the same ads that I had run on co-promote before and had actually gotten a lot of people clicking on it because it was worded properly it was it was um, are you interested in reading this um, you know so I kind of teased people into what my book was about so I think I think that it's not a bad start and I think we've learned a lot of things. Yes, no, definitely. I mean, your reach, I think what we could have done, um, and I guess sort of moving forward is instead of linking to my Twitter page, you could have then linked directly. And then I think that would have been where we would have seen a bigger boost um, in, in, you know, the click-through ratio. Well, okay, well, that's a learning point, and I hope the uh, listeners will have, you know, found that useful and will do that and apply these um Hence, when they're doing the ad one. Now, if you don't mind me asking, how much did you pay for your Twitter ad? Um, I actually, uh, I set it to a $50 a day um, max. Um, and I, th- I can pull it up real quick. Oh, yeah, oh, I clicked I- the wrong thing. <laughs> I'll click, I, let me just pull that up real quick because, you know, yeah. I, was, um, I wasn't planning on bringing it up. But I did do the Twitter ad, and I think that um, – I let me get to their dashboard. Unfortunately, my computer is thinking about it, so it's like <laughs> – do you want to tell us how much sales you've got as well? Because I'm nosy about these things, you know, and I'm sure people would like to have, you know, proper feedback and sort of say, okay, because if you're paying, say, $50 a day, right, and, you know, then you're getting, because obviously it's showing your, your ads to thousands of people, 
then and you've set it up well because obviously you're the professional you know what you're doing and it's now taking people and people are actually clicking how many people did you say click on your ad again um i'm getting there hang on just a second okay okay so i had um the impressions of course yeah was um 1 so it showed up that many times yeah and um i actually got good results from it i got um 1678 people who actually clicked on my link so to, that's, uh, so that's that, what one percent it's actually 1.03%. So with, worded correctly, you mm. can get past that 0.1% standard. Um, okay. And this this was actually worded quite well. Um, I'm not sure if anybody's aware of what my book is, but my book is called Sexual Confessional, Confidential Admissions from Social Media. And my teaser ad was, and this was one of the best ones. It got 590 clicks, so it was the most. Mm. Um, my teaser ad was want to notice want to know a secret get your copy of sexual confessional now and see what everyone is talking about and it clicked directly to my kindle um connection and it took them directly to amazon okay so um as you can see it was teasing and you know there's going to be a lot of people who didn't and let's see what kind of sales we got from it Oh, Amazon work with me today. Don't work against me. <laughs> so while that's loading, how much have you spent so far for your Twitter ad campaign? Um, I actually spent, um, it, for the full campaign, I spent $100. So it, wor it went for two days. Okay. So that was in two days. Um, and I, I actually was bidding very little. So it wasn't like high up on where you see those promoted ones. Yeah. People were actually having to scroll down to get to it. So ah. uh, let's see what the report says. The report's taking forever to load, which is not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> um so, and of course, you know, any indie book, if you sell at least 100, um, you're pretty much in the norm. And I know I did a free giveaway on my first book, and I literally ended up with 180 on my first book. And oh, wow. as of this morning, I am sitting at now, prior to my post, I had sold three units on Kindle. And as of this morning, I am sitting at 75. Whoa! Booyah! So, high five! Virtual high five! Virtual high five! Please don't let, don't hang my hand. Give me boom, the virtual, boom, virtual boom, high five! Boom! 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 boom. So, so now, of course, I did have to lower the price of the book, but I'm okay with that because if it means that you know, if I have to go with quantity instead of you know money i'm okay with that i i would much prefer to have fans that follow me because they like what i'm writing yeah um so i gained 75 new sales um which i you know it's been out since november so it takes me right about the the 140 mark yeah the, i'm doing math in my head and that's the ow ow mm. <laughs> <laughs> so but i mean it's it's doable but I have I've spent a lot of time and effort on doing it and it is difficult. So if if I can help one person extend their reach and make it that much easier, then I'm happy to do it. Yes. Tell us you the title of your book again slowly. The, the title the title of my current book is yeah. Sexual Confessional Confidential Admissions from Social Media. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I t 
took a um, anonymous survey that I posted on Talana Surveys, and I got um, my social media contacts to answer questions about sex anonymously. And I took their answers and added my own funny brand of comedy and sarcasm and wit to their answers and posted it in a book for people to appreciate. Mm. And what sort of feedback have you gotten so far about it? Well, I, I'm very proud to say that I have organic um, reviews and of the few reviews that I've received, I've only received two that were below a five star rating and those were both four and a half stars. So I am sitting at like 4.75 stars on Amazon. Um, so people really like it. They think it's very funny and very cheeky, which is what I wanted it to be. Um, and they enjoy the fact that it is so open and honest and refreshing. Mm -hmm. they, that was really what I was going for. And mm -hmm. everybody who's read the book has told me that they got the message that I was trying to put across, which was we need to be honest and open in our conversations and we need to embrace who we are and appreciate ourselves for just who we are and yeah. stop putting labels on things. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm really excited. It's like, you know, listen to, please let's do another virtual high five. Let's just do another virtual Yay! high five. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if you've noticed, but my little human being, my little assistant, she's been quiet. She's fallen asleep. She's like, you know what, this woman, I've had enough now. Please, you're talking too much. You do your talking. I'll just sleep nice and cozied up to you. And she's <laughs> she's using my, my, my girlies as her pillow. Well, oh. <laughs> Well, you know, I can wake her up if you want, but she'll start crying. I'll start yeah. singing. <laughs> no, let, let's not. Let's not. Let's not. You know, I think she's just really tired because, you know, I'm talking and normally she wouldn't even let me. But she's like, you know what? I've given up now. Please just just I'm just going to sleep. I'm just going to go to La La Land. You talk and whatnot and whatnot, whatnot. But yes. OK, that's fine. Uh, we've, we've got some really good feedback, you know, from you, which I found really, really exciting. Um, now. So we've explained that to improve. Okay, so if we we're going to, let's say for instance, now this video, that this podcast that we've recorded today, um, taking what we've learned today and you know using the case study as our sort of our case zero, and if we were going to put this again, what and say to and put it on Twitter, and obviously this uh, podcast is also going to go on YouTube, and we're going to promote the YouTube video. What can we do differently? How can we improve? How can we be better to improve the post? Or am I making sense? How can we, you know, what sort of call to action would you, how do we do it so that when we're putting on co-promote, we can then get, we can emulate that 1%. So instead of a 0.1%, which is the industry standard for Twitter, we're actually getting a 1% or more. What can we be doing differently? Well, first and foremost, I think that what we need to do is make sure that we're wording our post not only constructively, but also entertainingly. Um, in other words, you would want to say something like, hey, authors, want to know how co-promote can work for you? Um, or authors, have you ever used co-promote? Wonder what you're doing wrong. Want to understand um, how it works or something to that effect. Um, mm. You want to make sure that you're wording it honestly, but you also want to give that little bit of teaser like like yeah. I did where I said, do you want to know a secret? You know, that's yeah. very that's very titillating to people. You want to catch their attention. You want 
you want them to say, hmm, that sounds yeah. interesting. Let me do it. The second thing is, is we want a direct link to the YouTube video, not to another Twitter post or anything like that. Yeah. We don't want to mention ourselves in the post. We want to say something to the effect of, let's see, let me just put my brain to it for a moment. So we would want to say something like, ever used co-promote? Wonder why it didn't work for you? Check out this video now for case study or something to that effect oh. and then it links directly to the YouTube and I will say this much people hate long links and it also uses up a lot of the available information that you have for Twitter so yeah. you probably want to cut that down into like bit.ly or something like that so it's a short link um, so you definitely want a short link the second thing that I would suggest and this is something that I did in the Twitter ad was you want to use some kind of picture to catch people's attention hmm. um, they have there's been a study on it that Twitter posts that feature either a, a gif which is the animated picture or just a regular picture that ties directly to what you're trying to promote people respond and click more often on things that have pictures think of it in your own feed if you see about 3,000 feeds where all it is is just text and all of a sudden you see one that has a picture which is the one that you look at first yeah the, fair enough. the one with Question. the picture yeah, yeah, no question. But then on Twitter, though, and I guess on Facebook as well, when you put a link that's to a video, it brings up the video, just like it does the picture one, it brings up the video box. So doesn't that work as well? Um, it does in Facebook. I don't think it does in in um, Twitter, but I have to I have to honestly say I've never actually linked to a video in Twitter, so I'm not sure. It um, does. It shows. Oh, well, when I looked at the twist, the post that we I posted, the link that I posted for the last video, it shows up on my feed as a video I, I don't know what it looks like on someone else's one but on when i look at it it's a video but that's perfect if that's what you're doing then it brings up that video and people can actually click on it in twitter so yes. my question is is when they click on it in twitter does it add to your youtube feed count mm, yes that's another problem because i guess you know there are some um views that youtube possibly would not take into account um, and again, also, there are some places where I guess if you have some sort of like I use on my Firefox Ghostry or whatever it's called, and I'm not and I know it blocks a lot of things. So I don't know if having stuff like that will then because I get. Oh, yes, actually, that makes sense, because with um, YouTube monetization, they say that not all views accounted as monetized views because of whatever. I'm not a technical person, so I have no idea about all of these things. So if it's looking at some views as not monetized views, then does it look at some views as, because it's not done on Twitter, on, on YouTube, then is it looking at those views as not being proper views? So would that also be part of the reason why it's then knocked off the view? So it, does it not take into account views that have been done on Twitter, for instance, or when it's been embedded. Gosh, we need to find out all this information. Yes. Yeah, so see, and again, that's one of the things is I've never really used YouTube. I don't have a YouTube channel. I don't, I don't normally, I don't even do video when I do interviews, but you know, yours was such a special show. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to get past my, I hate being on camera <laughs> and then be on it because you know, it was such a comfortable setting and I felt, I felt very comfortable with it. Yeah. So, um, those are 
very, very important questions. So, I mean, it's very possible that we had people who were actually clicking in Twitter and watching your video in Twitter, and we don't even know that they have because the count doesn't actually count. Now, I know like in Facebook, um, when, you, when you post a link and it gives you the picture, you can actually take it out on Facebook yeah. um, so that it just has the link and people have to click on the link to get to it. So I'm wondering if there's a way of um, disabling the YouTube replay view and actually opens up a new tab in YouTube to play the video. That would be something that um, I'd have to play with a little bit. Yeah. Um, again, you know, I'm technical. I'm not that technical. Um, but, you know, I have access to a lot of techie people that I can, you know, make them do stuff for me for free. Oh, um, yeah, so I have web minions that I can twist their arm and make them do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I want minions as well. I want minions. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm truly evil, and I have lots of minions. So um, <laughs> I do have I do have my my web minions thing one and thing two that I love dearly. And um, so whenever I don't understand how to do something or I don't know how something works, I hand it to them. They fix it and they tell me they explain it to me. So that's definitely something that I'd be more than happy to try and look into. Like I said, um, it's something that I think that co-promote used properly could absolutely extend an author's reach and if you stop and think about it even if you're just reaching one person extra it's yeah. worth that little bit of effort if you don't have to put the money into it I think I mean perfect example I spent a hundred dollars on a Twitter ad and you know what I got out of it I spent a hundred dollars but my book is also 99 cents, so I'm only making 30 cents a book. So, I mean, when you come down to it, I probably lost money in that. Yeah. But there's 70 extra people who bought my book who may give me a review, which might they might recommend it to someone else. Someone yeah. might actually buy the hard copy book of it. So, I mean, when, it, when you're talking about expanding your fan base, when you're first starting out, you're going to pretty much be shoveling money into it and not getting a whole lot of return. Yeah. Um, Co-promote, yes, it's a lot of work. And if you have a great following on Twitter, it is great. And again, it goes back to that. If, you, if you're identifying your market correctly and you're placing your ad in, in a tone that people are going to be excited about seeing, you're going to get a lot of organic people that are going to click on it and read it. And even if you reach one extra person, that one person is going to come back again and again to see what you have to say. So it's, it's almost like Outbrain and all these other things where you pay money into them and you don't see a whole lot of return. Um, Co-promote is one of those few things that you don't have to pay money into. Of course, you're shoveling time into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, how much time do we waste on things anyways? I mean, like, like you said, you spend maybe 10 minutes on it a day. That's, yeah. I think I've maxed out at about three and a half minutes and because I've gotten to the point where I can read a post and I know I follow certain people and I usually post from those people that I follow. Um, yeah. I usually add maybe one or two people a week. So I usually average about three to five minutes in mm. co-promote. So for five minutes a day to extend my reach, um, you know, 3000%. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. 
no, that's fine. And then, you know, I've got my sad face on, you know, I thought of co-promote, right, before co-promote came, right? But I'm not a technical person because when I started on my journey, um, I think it was last year, so I was saying to myself, hmm, you know, people could say you should have a street team, right? You know, because that's going to help with your marketing and blah, 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 blah. And then I was trying to now, I sort of put a Thing on Facebook and I was like oh yes do you want to join my street team and then I was thinking oh yes if I had a mailing list with different authors we will then do all of that and then lo and behold co-promote came see if I was technical that would have been my business and then I would have had people who were lazy okay sorry I didn't mean to say lazy but who had money and then wanted to buy karma see that that would have been my money I, I love the way you think you're just like me it's like I swear to god I came up with the with with you know lights on tennis shoes I know I came up with that idea in the same way but you know I I, I completely agree and yes you know and for authors that are under the five-year mark and you know I think I fall under that I think I've only been an author for about two and a half years yeah um, it takes a while to build that fan following and it's so disappointing and people get so discouraged that's why most people don't meet that five-year mark I've yeah. got a I've got a friend who's been writing for over 10 years wow. and he still only has maybe 3,000 people on Twitter that follow him yeah. he he doesn't write for a living that's not his main his main I think I sell more books than he does <laughs> and I, I think a lot of it is is that you know you have to look at yes your job is being an author but in that same in that same vein you also have to be able to market your book and I think that every little nuance that you can grasp from someone else yeah. and information you can get for free it always helps us to be better. And, and, you know, I've, I've run across a lot of authors who are like you and I, where they think, you know, if we could all just gang up together, we could take over the world. The okay. truth is, <laughs> the truth is, is that, you know, Satan hasn't dropped the restraining order against me, so I can't take over the world yet. <laughs> but, you know, he is cutting me a little bit of slack and a little leeway, so I can't take over parts of the world. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm so bad today. <laughs> so naughty today oh i'm so fun on a tuesday <laughs> but you know I, I look at it this way if i can help you sell a book i know that somewhere down the road you're going to help me sell a book so yeah. i don't have any problem with helping my fellow authors it's why i don't charge for consultations but I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in the give, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, teach a yeah. man to fish, they fish for a lifetime. Yeah. And I'm a fish for a lifetime kind of person. Yeah. I'm going to give you the tools that I think are going to work, but I expect you as, as your business to do the work yourself yeah. so that you understand how it works, that you might find something that works better than what I found. And I expect you to share that, that knowledge with me. So yeah. I think that as authors, we should all team up together and say, you know, here's what works for me. Here's what's not working for me. Co-promote works great for me because I'm a Twitter person. I yeah. love to tweet and I, I, I don't necessarily need that click through rate. Um, I just want to reach a bunch of people. So it works great for me. But if I wanted to focus on that click through rate like you want to, then I would spend more time on forming my message so that it makes better sense. And it's teasing and it gives almost that, you know, you want to read what I'm saying or you want to click on my link. You, you have to give 
you have to think of the worst person on the face of the planet, the person who never clicks on a link, the person who never reads something. Yeah. You want to sell your link to that person. And yeah. if you're doing that, those other people are going to fall in line and they're going to start clicking on it. And it's going to take a while. Yes. I'm not saying that it's going to happen overnight because it won't. Yeah. Um, if that's what you're expecting, then, you know, what color is the sun in your world? <laughs> because here I am two years into my writing career and I still work a full-time job. Yeah. So if you think that your writing career is going to take off, unless your name is JK Rowling, which by the way, it didn't take off overnight for her either. Yeah. It's not going to happen and you need to be realistic about what you want to achieve. Yeah. I think of it this way. If you're not putting money into it, it's not that big of a deal. If you're reaching that one person, it's great. Yes, yes. So question, right? Now, so you say that you don't worry too much about um, click-through rates. Um, so, but then you're interested more in the reach. But even if, I mean, surely you want people to take action, though, not just seeing your post. Like, you know, you've got to get return for your investment, be that investment be money, be that investment be time. You know, you would want to get some sort of return. So when you do your social marketing, don't you then see what effect that effort you're putting, that investment, even if it's only to say, oh, hello, followers, how are you today? Don't you want to see what that effort is giving back? Like, is there an advantage to just reaching a whole lot of people without actually measuring what the return on your investment is? Well, and I guess I guess maybe I misspoke. I'm not so much concerned about the percentage rates. Okay. <laughs> I'm more about the did I gain followers for my Twitter account so that people will listen to my message, okay. um, which obviously I am. I just don't I don't I don't necessarily care what the number is as long as I can see it's having an effect on my career, whether that be in Twitter followers, book sales, or people retweeting my tweets. Um, yeah. I mean. That's one thing that um, co-promote doesn't necessarily um, follow. Mm -hmm. If, like, say, for example, I retweet something of yours and one of my followers retweets it, they don't necessarily pick that up mm -hmm. um, because that's not part that person didn't do it through co-promote, so they don't pick up that. So if you think one person of one of my followers, one of their followers has maybe 10,000 followers. That's an additional 10,000 people who saw my message possibly yeah. um, that, that could gain me, you know, some kind of leverage. And I, you know, I think marketing for all of us is pretty much the same. Nobody likes it. We all hate it, it but it has to be done. I mean, yeah. we have to find ways of thinking outside the box. And, and yeah. this is one of the ways that I think outside the box is I try not to focus so much on the exact number as long as I see some effect. In other words, I'm happy if one extra person sees my message. I'm yeah. happy if just one person buys my book because that's one person I wouldn't have reached otherwise. So yeah. as long as I'm not spending $5,000 on that one person – yeah i'm okay <laughs> yeah but you see now you are actually quite interested though because again you have to be able to be you know sort of where you know know where to pull the line because for instance now when you've put in a hundred dollars to your twitter ad if you know you only then got say one cent in return then that's not really good investment you could exactly. then be thinking how can i have made it better so even though we don't 
consciously think about it, but we still have to think about it because we've got it there. You know, you don't want to be taking $20 notes and just ripping it and ripping it. Please, if you want to be doing that, please send it down my way, okay? I That's what <laughs> I've got books to buy for my little human, so please send it down my way. I will I, do all your retreats for you. <laughs> well, you know, and I'm the same way too. And when there's when there's no money involved, I don't really care. Yeah. But when there's physical money involved, oh yeah, I'm all over that. I mean, <laughs> if 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 my Twitter ad, if I would have spent a hundred dollars and and maybe only received that point one percent, oh yeah, that would be something that I would not recreate because that's that's a losing venture for me. Yeah. Um, if I'm if I'm putting my money into it, it has to have some kind of outcome. If if all I'm putting into it is time, and it's a minimal amount of time where it's not taking over, you know, yes. more than more than thirty minutes of my day then then yeah i don't see the harm in continuing that effort because it's not it's not taking money out of my pocket so to speak yes. um yeah. it, it's getting me additional people and who's to say that down the road somebody doesn't say oh you know what i've seen this a couple of times let me click on it i mean yes. it's you never know where that's going to happen mm-hmm. um but you you everybody has to look at marketing as outside the box. And I think that the problem that we have as authors is that we listen to other authors who've done marketing for years and we think, okay, well, they've done this for years, so they must know what they're doing. And half the time, we don't. (laughs) You really have to focus on what works for you. And I think I learned that best with this particular book that I just did. Um, I really had to go outside the box to get to get um, to the market that I was trying to get to. My book focuses specifically on sex. I mean, I wasn't going to go to people who, you know, were were into, um, you know, parenting books because that's not my market niche. Yeah. But, but, you know, by aligning myself with blogs and bloggers that write about sex and relationships and dating and things like that and mm. focusing on shows that have to do with that, um, I've extended my reach and I think that I've, I've become a better marketer because I stop and I think about what my reach needs to be like yeah. in, in, the, in, in the case of a children's book. And I keep going back to that cause it's an easy genre for people to understand. Yeah. You have to think what's the best way to reach people who may potentially buy my children's book. And that's not going to be people who focus on romance novels. It's not going to be people who focus on erotica. It's going to be parenting blogs. Those are great places to get people to look at your book, especially if they focus on small children, because um, reading is a huge thing for parents, especially, you know, when their kids are upcoming. So you have to reach out to those bloggers and you have to say, hey, you know, have a new book that I think you might find interesting and, you know, has to do exactly with what, you know, you're blogging about. And we have to learn how to sell ourselves as authors. And that was my biggest problem was to say, to say, hey, this is what I can, I can bring to your show and say, you know, this is this is what asset I have. You know, my book focuses on sex. So, of course, you know, I'm going to have a very entertaining subject, even though there are going to be some serious issues that we cover. I'm still going to make it very light and very entertaining and it's going to be funny. And, you know, we'll have a lot of fun talking about it. You know, I'm going to make somebody giggle and laugh. Yeah. And 
so that's something I bring to it. But as a children's book, you also want to say, well, you know, my book focuses on teaching children how to accept other people yeah. um, and not focus on the differences. So, yeah. you know, you have to know how to spin it, so to speak. And I think we're the best advocates for our work. And yeah. we need to we need to jump in wholeheartedly and market our own books so mm. that way we know what we're doing and you yeah. know the more we can help each other the better off we are oh. and I, i'm i'm gonna get off my soapbox now <laughs> <laughs> and it's, that's, that's perfect it's like oh my god so normally our, our normal segment is always it's, it's half an hour and i think we've been on this for about an hour i hope people haven't gotten bored and thought oh my god this ladies are just chatting and chatting and chatting and chatting well, I, I, I hope they will, you know, we would have at least one person read, uh, watch the and listen to the podcast all the way um, to the end. Um, okay, we've said so much. Um, right. Okay, we're going to just round off. Tell us, since we last spoke about less than two weeks ago, have you read any indie books? Have you added any indie books to your list? Um, I have not added any, any indie books, but um, I've actually, um, a friend of mine bought, um, talked me into getting an audible book and um, it's actually a bestseller but it's a funny non-fiction book and the mm -hmm. the author's name is Jenny Lawson she's a blogger yeah um, and she is so funny I, yeah. I'm literally with my headphones on cracking up people thought I was losing my mind at work because yeah. she's so funny and I just I couldn't breathe it was so funny um, so if you get a chance her name is Jenny Lawson and the name of the book is um, let's pretend this didn't happen okay <laughs> Because and it's about her life and and she's incredibly funny and I think you'd enjoy it. Although I would love to add some indie books, so if there are indie authors out there that think that they have a really great book that I would like, then please by all means get in touch with me. Okay, perfect, perfect. So just to round up, just one more thing I'm going to add because I know that earlier on I asked you know you know one of the things we said is that you know co promote doesn't really work if you don't have a lot of followers and I'm. Because I've been doing, I've done a couple of episodes, and I think I've said this in one of my previous episodes. So if you've heard it before, please do forgive me because it's just something that I think is really important. You need to go where your audience is. Okay, it doesn't matter even if you're not an author. If you're just a businessman or a business owner, whatever it is, and you want to go your social media following, you need to go where your audience is. So like you said, you know, you can't be selling erotica books and going to mommy bloggers. That is just does not work. Okay, so if you're an author and you're trying to reach your uh, book lovers, you need to be on Goodreads. And I say Goodreads a lot of time because that's, that's one place where you know every single person on there is a book lover. There are other similar sites that are like Goodreads, but for me, I only use Goodreads. I don't use any of that. I want to say you need to be on Goodreads. You need to join groups. You need to connect with people. You need to socialize. And that is how you gradually build up your following. Okay, and then once you start building up your following, promote to get the best um out of it something someone else also recommended um another time was to use hashtags so for instance if you're an author if you're using hashtags like hashtag indie hashtag i'm reading hashtag uh mommy blogger hashtag please tell me a hashtag please please children's book you know, there are lots of different hashtags, you know, so that way you will then be connecting with, you know, like-minded people. And I think this is very um, complicated. Um, okay, so, Nicole, just remind me, why did we decide to use you for this case study? I mean, I know you do something about, so you do, you have, did you write a book on social media? 
marketing i can't remember tell me again please well i actually have a free ebook on my website um which is social media for authors um and it is free off of my website in any format that you could possibly need it in ipad kindle and even um pdf if you don't have an e-reader um you're welcome to download it for free and um in addition to that my current book used social media in order to actually write my book um and if you have any questions about how good I am at social media, I managed to get 500 people to answer sex questions in less than 30 days. Wow. 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 Okay, another high five. We need to do this virtual <laughs> high five again. High boom, 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 boom. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's do the fist bump and blow it up. Fist bump, oh. blow it up. <laughs> Oh my god! I, 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 I would. If there's okay, if you're listening to this show and you've re- listened to this point, please send us a message and let us know that you survived our craziness for an hour. <laughs> like seriously, if you've listened to this person for an hour, I, I think most people are not going to listen to it all this way. But then we've just had a fabulous time. But if you've listened to this point, please do send us a message so that we do know that we actually had someone listen all the way through. Um, okay, so you do. You've got this. What is your website? See, this is your opportunity to sell yourself, and you're falling <laughs> short. What is I, your website? My website is www dot nicole hyphen delacroix.com and if all of this sounds very complicated or if you would like someone to assist you a little bit um, again i do not do paid um, i do offer everything that i do for free but understand that if you're asking me for help you better be prepared to do the work because i'm only going to give you the tools and i'm going to tell you how to use them i'm going to expect you to do it yourself so that you can do it on your own after i assist you so um, i'm hoping that um, you'll be so kind as to point my contact details um, in your youtube page and if they'd like to contact me or if they'd like to contact me through you they are more than welcome to i'd be happy to assist anyone Hey, I'm lazy woman. I've got a one-year-old. Once the video is on there, go and leave a comment. You know, got all your followers. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nicole Delacroix. You need to spell your name out because I looked at it the first minute. I thought Delacroix. <laughs> as soon as the as soon as it goes up, I'm going to put the first comment, and it'll have my website, and it'll it'll point everybody if they'd like assistance. Okay. Now, apart from your free consultation, I think you know there are some people who can't get their head around doing the social media, and I think again, you know, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just saying, you know, we all need to find money ways to get you know money. So if you can't invest your time, which is currency then maybe you can invest in paper money and support our lovely author here. So if you can't invest the time to do all the things and all use all the utilize all the tools that she's going to give you, then please have a budget and say to Nicole, Nicole, I will give you X amount of money to do this for me. And I am open to that. I just, I prefer to show people how to do it so that way they don't need to lean on someone else to do it. But I'm happy to to take on any client that would like to do this. Yes, yes. But the thing is, sometimes it's nice when, you know, if they say to you, okay, fine, it sounds all complicated and whatnot, but when they see you're doing it for them the first time, so they're paying you the, and the, you're talking them through and you're explaining, right, this is, you know, da, 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 and you're showing them and then doing it at the same time, then possibly they can go on and do it the next time. 
absolutely and that is always an option so I am open to anybody who would like assistance and we can definitely talk through um, pay option or non-pay option and um, I, I really like I said I I'm happy to share whatever I've learned on my own to people and I'm happy to help you get your own book off the ground Perfect, perfect, perfect. Because that's also something, you know, that I, I do as well, you know, someone because, you know, I found that, you know, there's so much information out there on self-publishing and it's such a minefield, you know, that I, I do strategies um, with people to sort of try and help them navigate, you know, because people, you know, it's like, because there's library thing, there's uh, Goodreads, there's so much, you know, like, what do I do? There's just so much to do. And it's like, and then yesterday I was getting really frustrated because I was trying to get something done. And then I I think I had to type in passwords and things and set up new accounts. like. Almost a hundred times. Okay, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but it felt like I had done that a hundred times, and I was like, "Oh my God, someone shoot me!" Okay, <laughs> I was, at that point, I was thinking, "Why can't I have an assistant? I should be able to have an assistant. I really need someone to do this for me." Okay, that was how I was feeling yesterday. But yes, anyways, okay, we we're gonna call it um, shut. But yes, please, if you're listening and you've made it this far. Thank you so much. Please like, share, comment, you know, tell us how fantastic, you know, or if you've thought everything we said has been completely rubbish, then please do, you know, do, do, don't be brutal. Just say, you know, tell us how we can improve uh, on the show. Uh, but yes, Nicole, um, she's going to leave a comment on YouTube for you to go and see, get all her contact details. Um, and that way you can contact her if you wanted and even if you're not an author and you know you run your own business or whatever then please do you know contact her because again you know co-promote is not just for authors there are loads of other quote-unquote industries there so whatever it is you know i'm sure you know she said that she's happy to you know talk to you whereas i'm sort of limited to doing the whole self-publishing thing you know say if you want to come on the show you know please do send me a message you know i've put my details all up on my youtube channel um so yes, thank you, Nicole, for sparing the time to come on the show. My little human, you know, she fell asleep. She woke up and then, you know, one of those ones where you wake up and then you're kind of like, oh, what's going on? And she's just got this dazed, you know, little <coughs> Joey rabbit, Joey deer, whatever it's called. I can't even speak properly anymore. And she's just looking around, but she's just so, because she's been asleep. So she's up and that's why she's quiet now. So she's not had done any reading. So she's got this book and she takes my hand and it's like, can't remember it's basically got a snail right and it's like oh and this is a snail and it's sliding slowly slowly around the bush slowly over the shoe and literally she takes my hand and we just scrolled in i'm like oh my god someone shoots me who made this book and it's like you know what you just have to just keep turning the page and you just go and scroll you know using your hand and she takes your finger and then she just puts it and she traces the snail and the snail is sliding slowly you turn the next page and slowly and then after five pages of slowly it gets home and it's like and makes it home in time for dinner (laughs) i'm not even going to call out that author i am not going to even call out that author (laughs) oh yes Well, thank you so much for having me. And again, you know, thank you to your listeners. And hopefully they've gleaned some kind of knowledge from this. And, you know, if not, reach out to us. Maybe we weren't clear on something. And maybe if you have questions, don't hesitate. Twitter's always there. Like I said, I love my Twitter. 
just remember that I am in the U.S. So uh, if it's if it's after ten o'clock in the U.S., you may not get an answer till the next day. <laughs> no, that's fine. And then you do this thing. You need to, you know, like spell your last name out because so that people know what to to look for. And I think there's only one of you in in all of Twitter. Uh, th- it, that is true, but the name is N I C O L E hyphen Delacroix D E L A C R O I X. Yes. Yeah, that's a lot of fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's perfect. Okay, so I'm gonna do the usual spill to our listeners. I hope you. I hope you've enjoyed your time. And my little human now she's she's getting out of her sleep mode. So thank you for tuning in, and I hope you've liked the show. Um, if you did, then please help us spread the word by sharing it with your friends and family and everybody else. You know, help us help us make it go viral, so they say. Um, you can connect with me online. Um, details are in the show's description. And Nicole will put a comment on YouTube with her details. I'm not going to do the work for her. I'm not going to feed her for a day. I need to feed her for a lifetime. I'm sorry. <laughs> If you would like to be in the audience for my next show, then please subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you get notifications. Or you can just send me an email. I like talking to people as you can gather. And please, if you like to sponsor the show, very much appreciated. Please do get in touch. See you again next time on the Shagulala Salami Show. Bye now. Bye.